My name is Chaplain Gail Crock. I am president and co-founder of the Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. And I want to welcome you today on the teaching of the power of forgiveness. I just want to say this about forgiveness, that it is powerful. Many times at spiritual care, what we see is this. When people struggle with a forgiveness issue in their life, it causes them not to be able to move forward in the healing process. As hard as that is, forgiveness must be looked at with every hurting event that has happened in your life. By a hurting event, I mean something that has happened to you that has been very painful, that has caused you to harbor unforgiveness towards someone that has hurt you. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So the Lord wants us to forgive others the same way that he forgave us. And he surely set the example when he hung on the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Luke 23:34. So unforgiveness, when you really talk about this, you have to start to set your emotions aside for a moment. Because forgiveness is really an emotional issue. Now, it's not so bad if what you're dealing with is not a really big hurt. But when you start talking about forgiveness, when you've dealt with a traumatic event, maybe the loss of a child, or I could start naming traumatic events, but I'm not going to be able to name all the events that someone listening could be enduring. So when you have been through an extremely painful event, You have every right to be angry and unforgiving. Now, having said that, that is your right, because here's why. Emotions are neither right nor wrong, because they're your emotions. But that unforgiveness, what that will begin to do, that will begin to stop you in the healing process. It will begin to cause you not to be able to go forward. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27, it says, Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give the devil a foothold. So we see from the book of Ephesians, God gives a period of time for you to deal with your emotions and your feelings. He said, Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give the devil a foothold. Now, I understand depending on the depth of the pain that you're going through, that it takes longer to deal with an issue, and God gives the grace for that. But if we allow the unforgiveness to keep going on and on and on, and it goes from days to months to years, that unforgiveness begins to make and cause chemical changes and reactions in your body, which eventually can cause physical sicknesses and illnesses. It can cause mental problems and issues. And so unforgiveness is also very powerful because it allows the enemy to have a hook in our soul. And just when we're going forward, he begins to pull us backwards. So today I want you to begin to set your emotions aside for a moment. What I mean by that is this. I don't want you to listen to me from the standpoint of your emotions today. I want you to set your emotions aside for a moment and think with me logically 
why it would pay to do what I'm about to suggest. So at this time, I want to look at six reasons why it's good to forgive. Reason number one, if you are unforgiving, you're really the one in prison. And the bars of your cell are stress, anxiety, depression, anger, rage, substance abuse, so on and so forth. Now, those feelings are not wrong, but those feelings are keeping you and me in prison when we allow unforgiveness to keep going on in our life. Point number two is that unforgiveness eventually will make you sick emotionally and physically. In John 20, verse 23, Jesus says, Those sins you remit, they are remitted. Those sins you retain, they are retained. Now, I am quoting that from the King James Version of the Bible. The word remit is not a word that we would normally use in our everyday life. But that word in the original language means to forgive. But what's very interesting, it has another meaning. It means to send it away. So when we say to the Lord, Lord, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this. By an act of my will, I'm going to say, I forgive with your help. When you are doing that, when you say, Lord, I forgive, help me to forgive, you're actually sending away that stress, that anxiety, that depression, and that anger that you're holding on to on the inside of your heart. And you know if you hold on to those emotions on the inside of your heart long enough, it'll make you ill. But the scripture also says those sins you retain, they are retained. So when you refuse to forgive, then you retain and I retain on the inside of my heart all those emotions that make me sick and wear me down and affect my immune system. And so it really does pay to forgive, but you do really need the Lord's help to be able to do it. Point number three, if you don't forgive, you'll have mental torment. Matthew 18 is the story of the unmerciful servant. He was a guy that owed his master a lot of money, and his master forgave him. Then he turned around and grabbed the guy that owed him a very little amount of money and threw him in jail. When the master heard what he had done, he grabbed him and he threw him in jail and he said, I'm putting you in prison until you pay every last penny and I'm turning you over to the tormentors. Now, one of the things we learn about unforgiveness, it causes you to have mental torment. And what I mean by that is this, you begin to rehearse and relive that pain and that hurt and that memory over and over and over and over in your mind and you play it like a tape. And so the mental torment just goes on and on and on and on. And one of the reasons forgiveness is so powerful is it begins to break the mental torment and lift the burden that you've been experiencing off your life. Point number four, if you don't forgive, you give the devil a foothold in your life. Now, we talked about that. Ephesians 4, 26 or 27, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. So the easiest way to get rid of the foothold is to say, Lord, forgive me for being unforgiving. And when you do that, when you release forgiveness, you close the door to the enemy. 
Point number five is you will become bitter. So when you hang on to unforgiveness long enough, it turns into bitterness. And it says in Job 21:25 that another man dies of bitterness of soul. And then in Hebrews 12:15 it talks about don't let a bitter root spring up and defile many. And so we know that if you leave bitterness or if you leave unforgiveness and you leave it go on and on and on, it will turn into bitterness. And when you become bitter and I become bitter, it affects everything and everyone that is in contact with us. So you don't want bitterness in your life. You want to be able to deal with forgiveness quickly. Point number six, unforgiveness affects the water that is flowing out of you. And what I mean by this, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then it says in Proverbs 4.23, it tells us to guard our heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. And the Bible compares our heart to a well. And so the water that's coming forth ought to be pure, fresh, and clean, just the way God intended it to be. And when we're unforgiving, the pollutants that's in our water are the stress, the anxiety, the depression, the anger, the rage, so on and so forth. And so that stuff affects us and acts like pollutants coming out of our well. So when we forgive those that have hurt us, it actually purifies the water coming out from us and it makes us and it affects everybody around us in a positive way. When we finally release forgiveness, the purity that comes forth from us will touch and affect our life and our family and the people we work with on a day-to-day basis. Now I want to talk about the four key elements of forgiveness. The first element is often when we struggle with unforgiveness, it's very common for people to blame God and, and really get mad and angry at him and blame him for things he did not do. Now, God doesn't cause bad things to happen to good people, but he did create the world with a free choice. And what happens is people get mad and angry and they judge God and their judgment and their anger stops his healing presence from flowing into their life. Acts 3.19, I'm going to quote it from the King James Version, says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. So the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Whether we understand it or not, God wants to release his healing presence on us more than we want to be healed. But our judgments and our anger toward him actually winds up blocking his healing presence from healing us. So we must, if we're going to be free, release God from all the judgments and all the blame we've had against them by saying, you know what, God? Forgive me. I've judged you. I blamed you for things you did not do. Lord, I choose. I choose to stop doing that today. Lord, cleanse me and forgive me. Point number two, we must forgive those that have hurt us. It says in Ephesians 4.32 that we are to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, we're not doing this based on how we feel because really most of the times we don't feel like forgiving in our humanness. 
we're doing this based on we know that it's the right thing to do. And we're doing it as an act of our will, expecting God to give us the power to forgive and to let it go. And yet at the same time, we know that forgiveness is not a one-time event, but it's a lifestyle. So someone you forgave yesterday, you may have to forgive today. At spiritual care, we call it putting it on God's hook. So in other words, if you can imagine in your mind, God has a hook. And so when you forgive somebody, you're putting them on God's hook. But occasionally, we have a tendency to take things off God's hook, and we need to put it back on God's hook. So forgiveness is not a one-time event, but a lifestyle. But forgiving others is a must. Point number three, we must ask for forgiveness. Why? Because out of our own pain and hurt, we hurt others. Hurting people hurt people. So Lord, forgive me for hurting others out of my own pain and hurt. And then number four, we must release ourselves from the judgments we have made against ourselves. You might say, well, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is this. Have you ever gone through something and later you were so mad at yourself where you said, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, I cannot believe that I did that. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm an idiot. So you're blaming yourself and you're blaming yourself. Well, when you've gone to God and you've asked him to forgive you, but then you can't forgive yourself, what happens is you're stuck. You have one hand on the past and one hand on the future, and you're stuck in between. Have you ever went to God and said, God, please forgive me? Then a day later, you went back to God with the very same thing? Well, why did you do that? Well, a lot of times the reason we do that is we just want to make sure it's forgiven. We just want to make sure it's covered. Now, I want to read two scriptures for you today. Psalms 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Then Ephesians 8 verse 12 says, For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Now I want you to get this. When you've gone to God and you've asked for forgiveness, he's not only forgiven you, he's forgotten it. So when you go back the next day with the very same thing you came to him the day before, he's like, I don't remember it. It's gone. You are forgiven. So then when you can't forgive yourself and God's already forgiven you and then he's forgotten it, you're being harder on yourself than God is. So when we judge ourselves, it actually stops us from going forward. And letting go and not judging ourselves is a process. You have to learn to reverse those judgments. And in spiritual care, uh, we reverse the judgments in the negative tape by saying the I am statements like I am a child of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you know, there's a bunch of I am statements or a scripture that might be comforting that would help you to renew your mind because you want to change what you're thinking on. So you want to be able to release yourself from judgments. You know, just say like, God, you know what? I've been judging myself. I've been blaming myself and you've already forgiven me. Today, I choose to let go of the blame. I choose to let go of the judgments and to walk into the future that you have for me. So here's my question for you today. Are you ready to forgive? It's a choice. So you don't have to forgive because I'm saying it. Forgiveness, if it's really going to work, 
is a choice, but I have some key thoughts I want to give you. The first thought is this. When you choose to forgive those that have hurt you, you take their power away. The second thought I have is how much mercy do you want on the day of judgment? Proverbs 20.22 says, Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord. He will avenge you. So we know that God will avenge us. Most people, when I ask them, how much mercy do they want on the day of judgment, will say, well, I want all the mercy I can get. And the answer, that's what we all want. You see, when we put people on God's hook and we forgive them, it's really a merciful act. And here's why. My mercy and forgiveness runs out. But God's mercy never ends. He will work with that person to try to get them to turn their life around to the day they die. And so someday when you stand before God, God will be merciful to you because, you see, you made a choice to forgive and put them on God's hook. And that was a very merciful act. Thought number three that I have for you is, so why forgive? Well, the reason you should forgive is it will set you free from the enemy chains that he has bound you with. My fourth thought for you today is this. Why stay in chains when you can be free? Let's take the time right now to make a list of people to forgive. I want you to get out a a piece of paper and an ink pen, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit who it is that you really need to forgive and put on God's hook. And so you might want to pause the CD, and as you're writing them on the paper, I just want you to say with each one of them, Lord, as an act of my will, I forgive. And I want you to go through your whole list that way. And then when you turn the CD back on, I'm going to have you lay your hands on the paper and I am going to pray for you. Okay, now that your list is in front of you, I just want you to close your eyes And I want you to put your hands on that paper and let's pray. Lord, I pray for each one under the sound of my voice listening to the CD. As their hands are on that piece of paper, I pray that you would release freedom to them. I pray that you would give them the power to forgive and to continue to put these people on your hook. I pray that you would release them from every chain and bondage that comes from unforgiveness and every demonic hook and foothold that came with it. Lord, we just ask you to forgive us for holding unforgiveness. And we ask that every door that was opened be shut and sealed with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want to pray for those of you that weren't able to make the list, because here's what I think. I believe there are some of you that you're not ready to do this right now. It's it's just not time because the pain and the hurt just seems overwhelming. So I want to pray for you too. Let's pray. Lord, I I pray for those today that have not been able to forgive. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them and heal them. I pray that you'd give them the courage and the bravery they need to put the people that have hurt you on their hook. I pray that your ministering angels would minister to them and that your presence would surround them In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you today for joining me in this teaching on the power of forgiveness. And I just want to encourage each one of you to go through this spiritual care process. 
If you have not been through the spiritual care process and you would like to go through the healing ministry at Spiritual Care, I want you to call our patient intake line at 269-929-2901. I would also invite you to go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com, and look at the resources that we have available to you. This is Chaplain Gale from Spiritual Care saying, May God richly bless you.